Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Albie Day Donut. What's up, kid? <laughs> Not much. Alice Shattuck is on the oddest of her remote. She is coming to us live, live from Love Field Airport in Dallas, Texas. That's right, right? Yes, it is. From Dallas, Texas. And you can hear her in the, what's that called in the airport? I'm at the gate. She's at the gate in the airport. It's like the <laughs> I'm beginning hanging of, out at the gate. It's, the, it's like the beginning of um, uh, our life. Together is so precious. Together we have grown. We have grown. You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, love is so special. Shut up, Ned. Let's take a trip and fly away somewhere alone. Okay, I think the listeners have had enough of that. I'm pretty sure. You didn't know that song? Nope. Well, then listen right here, Barracuda. You're about to hear it. Ready? Mm-hmm. Perfect timing, Alice. Perfect. <laughs> Ready? Our life together is so precious. Together we have grown. Although I didn't hear it. We I, have I thought grown. there was airport noises. There were for a minute, but it's probably getting cut out right now by the Zoom meeting. No, no, uh, no, I no. I'm saying the beginning of the song. I thought was airport noises. Am I wrong about that? Um, well, I'll provide the airport noises. No. It's fine. It's so special. Let's take a chance and fly Wait a second. I was swear this started with airport no- noises. That can't be what right. What even is the song that you're It's playing? just like starting over from John Lennon. And it, you thought it had airport yeah. noise? Yeah. Maybe it's like only in a video. Sometimes 
No, there was no video. Ambient sound is like only in the video version of a song. I'm gonna find another version. Let me try this version. Really? Why are you impatient with me? I'm just feeling for the listeners, but. Okay, maybe it's in the middle. Okay, here. No. Okay, here we go. Yep, here. You hear it? Maybe the payoff uh, wasn't uh, wasn't great for everybody. But there you go. That was the airport sound. It was towards the end of the song. There you go. All there right. You go. There you go. That's service from the T-Dog. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I can provide actual airport sound, though. I know. I know. You, you said that already. I heard it. I know. I was worried you might have missed it, though. So, All right. Uh, Please repeat the joke. So how does it feel to you to be at the same place John Kennedy was the day he was shot? Um... I don't know. It's interesting, actually. When we were flying over, I like to watch the GPS on the plane mm-hmm. on the little maps app to see like what I'm over as I'm looking out the window over our kid to like see to see what I'm seeing, what it looks like from the sky, and like what city I'm near. You know, mm-hmm. like when we were going into California, I took pictures of like Las Vegas at night. We passed really close by that, and you could see like the whole city all lit up. And um, where are you going? She's can talk- you stay? Can you stay here and wait? And because I can't go with you right now. She's talking um, to Anson, our son, who she, she's mm-hmm. there with in the airport in the gate. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So anyway, so I had the thing on, and I didn't realize how close everything was together. Like Parkland hospitals, like right next to Love Field. Also, they're like all right there. Oh, huh, so interesting. I see it all on my. I mean, just on the Maps app, but it's like all in the same area. That so is so interesting, Oscar, because, you know, you have, in my whole life, I'm 40 and 9, I've had this whole idea of how everything's set up. And it's Parkland Hospital, and they do the rope line, and then down the street is where they go to, he gives a morning speech or something, and then, um, is that how it happened? Or did he give the speech and then fly into Love Field? Because they unnecessarily flew, but they wanted the photo op with the plane. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's how it went. They went right from the plane. Um, yeah, and then I, it just seems to me like down the street from Parkland Hospital is the jail where Oswald was and that whole thing. But I guess you, you kind of saw it from overhead. That's really cool. So you, Yeah, it was interesting. You tracked it with the GPS? Yeah, I look at it on the phone to see what we're over. You can see us going across the country like our little blue dot. That's smart. That's very cool. Wow, I love yeah, that. Yeah, so it's neat. So if I see like some body of water and I'm like, what is that? Then I can, you know, look at it on the map and see what I'm near. Remember when they told us that using your phone on the plane would crash the plane? Yeah, well, now they've got it. It's like pretty clever because, hey, can you get up off the floor, my friend? Just play with your thing for a little bit. Okay. Um, they, uh, what they do is, did you know that they that you can for $8 pay to have internet on the plane? Yeah, I've done it, and I've done it, and it sucks. It does, but you can they make your phone be in airplane mode to use it. Oh. So for some reason, it's still in airplane mode. 
it's still able to see you. So I don't know why, but you can still see what you're over on like the Google Maps app. Hmm. Hey, so I don't know why. A <clears throat> <clears throat> couple things that jumped out at me today is the brazenness of the way CNN actually did this is, I think, incredible. This is CNN breaking news from yesterday. Uh, Evan, just lay out your reporting here because this is very, very bad for the president's son. It is, and it's an investigation, as you pointed out, going back to 2018. And, and right now, prosecutors in Delaware uh, are, are focusing on a number of things, including whether Hunter Biden and, and some of his business associates uh, violated laws, including tax and money laundering laws and foreign lobbying laws. A lot of this has to do with Hunter Biden's time working with uh, this company called Burisma, an energy company in... I love it. This company called Burisma. They're just learning these new words, so he's letting it... Positioning Nobody it for heard her. of Burisma until just now when no. CNN reported on it. It's right. Crane, he was getting paid as much as $50,000 a month for that company during a time what? that wow, the, uh, Joe Biden, his father, was vice president, was in charge of handling Ukraine issues. So, which was remarkable. And they were like, really, wow, this is serious stuff. This is bad news. This is very interesting. Meanwhile, in 2019, CNN, in full Iron Dome missile defense, was doing... Uh, dragged out Daniel Dale uh, to swat away as much of this as possible. President Trump is again insisting today that reporters should dig into a conspiracy theory involving Biden, Ukraine, and a Ukrainian prosecutor. Joining me now, CNN reporter Daniel Dale. And Dale, Democrats are accusing Trump of wrongdoing. Dale. He's pointing a finger back at Biden. So let's kind of you know dig into these unproven claims unproven. that the president is making about Biden. What's the story and the facts as we know them? Sure. So what we know for sure is that in 2016, Joe Biden, then the vice president, pushed Ukrainian leaders to get rid of a senior prosecutor who was widely seen as ineffective in fighting corruption. It's important to know that this was not a personal Joe Biden crusade. This was the position of the United States government, of the International Monetary Fund, of other U.S. allies. All of them agreed that this prosecutor needed to go. Uh, the Ukrainians eventually agreed uh, after Biden uh, threatened them to withhold a billion dollars in U.S. loans. First of all, I don't accept that premise. That it wasn't a personal. Maybe it was also, um, you know, the consensus, but I'm not quite buying any part of this. Own guarantees, and the parliament overwhelmingly got voted to get rid of the prosecutor. Now, the reason there are some questions about this is that at the same time as Biden was making this push to oust the prosecutor, his son Hunter Biden was sitting on the board of directors of a Ukrainian natural gas company owned by someone who is theoretically under investigation by the prosecutor. And I say theoretically because that's important. We don't know to what extent even the company was under investigation. Bloomberg has reported that it's been... We don't know to what extent. We don't know why. We don't know this. It's interesting. Didn't the guy call him a reporter? told the investigation was essentially dormant at the time that Biden made this push. Regardless, Trump has insinuated that Hunter Biden himself, the vice president's son, was personally under investigation, and we have no evidence for that. No evidence. So what has Biden said about his involvement in Ukraine, and does the story check out? Well, Biden has boasted about his effort to oust the prosecutor. He's openly told this story as an example of his efforts to fight corruption in Ukraine. Everything he said about it is is true as far as we know. Now, Hear that? He said everything he said about Biden is true as far as we know. Oh, well, okay then. 
He, the way he's told the story, he hasn't even hinted at the possibility there might be some wrongdoing. This allegation has... You hear that? Biden hasn't even hinted at the possibility there might be some wrongdoing. Biden oh. hasn't hinted right. that he did anything wrong. Correct. Correct. <laughs> ...come from conservatives from the Trump side. After they began making that allegation, Biden has reacted angrily. He said, everyone who's looked into this has found no evidence that there was anything improper whatsoever. And there you go. What are the Ukrainians saying about all of this? They're obviously caught in a very awkward spot. Yeah, well, they, they haven't said very much. Um, there have been reports that, that the successor to this prosecutor has made clear that um, Hunter Biden has not himself been under investigation and that there's no evidence of wrongdoing by either Biden. But they're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. You know, they don't want to anger a potential president in Biden. They also don't want to anger the current president in Trump. So they haven't said very much at all. Right. And of course, there is going to be that meeting we anticipate between both presidents in New York this week. Daniel Dale, thank you very much for sort of clearing things up for us. For sort of clearing things up for us. Biden contends, I mean, nobody, we don't know this. Biden has said this, so he said he's denied it. So Incredible. The, the, the distance they've come here now, it's, I mean, Hunter Biden is in deep kimchi. If CNN is on this, on this, well, on this. Well, I would now, hope so. Right. Hasn't it been obvious that he's like blatantly, wildly corrupt and has been for decades now? Like, I don't understand why this was even a question for anybody. What do you mean? He's he, now he's a a blissful artist, Alice. He's selling art and mm -hmm. he's expressing himself <laughs> that way. I mean, all it has to do, and in you know, the New York Post is owned by um, News Corp, and mm -hmm. they're paying Miranda Devine. And there are reporters there, and they're just looking if they can ID any of these ladies in any of these, in any of these uh, scenarios. I mean, and also if there was a transaction between the old man and Hunter, wouldn't that be interesting? Wouldn't that be interesting? But maybe, um, who knows? I mean, who who knows? But <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Somebody like Biden, who is has lost a step, and who can't shut up when he should, um, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not going to count on it. I would love the intrigue. If we have President Kamala Harris, that is fantastic. No, I'm getting ahead well, of myself. So, so I know it's interesting because you said the other day, what's the one thing that would lead uh, the Democrats not to run Biden in 2024? If the polling shows what? Um, that uh, Kamala is the nominee, or the Trump is a medium. Right. So, and there's now a new poll out of Harvard that shows um, Trump leading both Biden and Kamala. Kamala by more, but Biden by more than I would have thought. I believe it was. I'm looking for it here. I think it was like 46, 41. Trump oh, was leading Biden in a head-to-head matchup. For, 2024 that's crazy that is really really bad i mean like when you consider where the election was in 2020 and and like how far we've come since then can you that's a, <laughs> that's um that's an and you know the other republicans that they had in the poll uh you know it definitely shows that um you know it, Biden uh, is in trouble politically, but the other one, the other Republicans that they have weren't necessarily beating him or weren't beating him by as much. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I think that at that point, but Biden's uh, 
you know, the number of people who said they'd vote for Biden was similarly low in all of them, even though the other Republicans weren't leading as much. So that leads me to believe that it's probably just that people aren't familiar with those Republicans necessarily. And then if you were going to have a presidential election today, it almost wouldn't matter who was running against him. And uh, he would be in trouble regardless of what you did. But but that kind of lead like a, a five, six point lead in it in a poll now i mean i know we're not close to a presidential election right now but that's that's actually shocking to me that trump has pulled that far ahead of him um yeah in, well you know you got to add a little bit in usually these the, these are weighted a little bit democratic most of these polls just because for mm-hmm. pure population um that is shocking if that is that is shocking and that would just go to show that trump is the teflon don there's no doubt about that I mean, how do you go from the leader of the white supremacist insurrection to front runner? Americans look at you and say, yes, the grab them by the P. Yes, the Joe Scarborough killed his uh, intern. Yes, uh, he slept with horse face and paid her off. Um, to yes, twice impeached. And yes, I'm voting for him. That is well. I think it's less a reflection on Trump than it is on Biden, frankly. Well, yeah, but they didn't abstain. I think people at some point, like we've been through a Trump presidency, nothing that bad happened to anybody. (laughs) Everybody's like wallets were doing a lot better. We weren't entering World War Three, like it. it, You know, so I think people are saying like, okay, I've seen Trump, I've seen Biden, and I know, you know, which four years my life was better during, right? Yeah, I guess so. At the end of the day. yeah, but you know, you also how much of this is how much of this is him being off Twitter? Oh, right. It, that could only help him. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, they thought they were to you know they're going to try to get him on Twitter now. Yeah, Matt, they're going to put him back just for yeah, the election every single day, every single day with all the stuff in Ukraine, all the stuff in Afghanistan, uh, it, all, all the stuff with inflation. Every single day. Trump could be tweeting out five or six news items that would knock that stuff off of the transom. And he can't do it anymore. And it's remarkable. It's remarkable. It's also remarkable that, you know, Trump's out there during his speeches now saying saying uh, that he wishes um, Putin would release all the information he has on Hunter, you know, essentially what he was doing with mm-hmm. Hillary. So once again, asking the Russians for help. Uh, Russia, if you're listening, the same thing. But isn't it interesting now, had Trump said that two years ago, or even in 2015, of course, it would be wall-to-wall him saying that. The sitting president of the United States, or a candidate for president, working with a foreign power, and now it's Trump is working with the foreign power who we're at war with, in a way, or we're told to be, at least, in spirit, at war with him. But still... Delusion. Right, but still, so Trump is saying this now, doesn't give a crap... And now the media is actually reporting alongside of what Trump is asking for, the Hunter Biden stuff, instead of just ignoring that and saying that the Trump is soliciting information is the news. That tells you something. Yeah, I mean, but that's what they think. I mean, the, the press is still like completely running cover for Biden. Here we go from MSNBC last night. President Biden's approval rating has fallen to lowest level of his presidency, despite booming economy, according to new NBC News poll. Yeah, but I think that's a spoonful of sugar, Alice. I I think the the fact that that they're even reporting on the abysmal poll 
tells you that they they find themselves in the position where it behooves them to do some hard news reporting on their guy. Despite booming economy, honey. Well, I understand they qualify it, and that's obviously disgusting. But that's why they're trying to sweeten it, you know? Um, I think it's, it's just just all just bad news. I also think that, you know, this Disney stuff that's going on, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you got to watch Tucker last night, but he played the audio of this whole Disney battle with wanting to teach twelve to, uh, kindergartner to third grade, third grade is about sex, etc., and mom's paying attention more than ever, I think that Biden is solidly on the wrong side of this. And people equate him with these people. This is Carrie Burke. This is the uh, corporate president of Disney. I'm, I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually. Um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child. Um, and, and also as a leader. Um, and that was the thing that really got me because I have heard so much from so many of my colleagues over the course of the last couple of weeks um, in open forums and through emails and phone conversations. And um, I feel a responsibility to speak um, not just for myself, but for them, uh, to all of us. We, we had a we had an open forum last week at 20th where. Um, again, the home of, of really incredible groundbreaking LGBTQIA stories over the years where um, one of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? I, that can't be true. And I and I and I realized, oh, it, it actually is true. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories and 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 yet we don't have enough leads um, and narratives in which gay characters just just get to be characters um, and and not have to be about gay stories. And so um, that's been very eye opening for me. Um, and and I I can tell you um, it's something that I feel perhaps had this moment not happened. Um, I, as a leader, and me as my colleagues, would not have focused on. And and going forward, um, I, I certainly will be more so. I know that we will be, and um, and I hope this is a moment where, shoot, um, the fifty percent of the tears, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> are coming. Um, uh, we don't. We just don't allow each other to go backwards. I think there are some Americans who still think of Disney as absolute Americana and the theme park experience of going there and bringing your kids to there is one of the pivotal family moments they've had and the Mm -hmm. the theme park in the ends in the movies you know are things that that bind families together and I think there are people saying wait a second what is this woke BS and then they hear talking about quotas we need to have more trans leads and this leads (coughs) and that's the same language the Biden White House uses Right. So you have that compared to Donald Trump, who says everything woke turns to bleep. And they say, yeah, you know what? That is true. It is turning to bleep. And I think parents, I mean, that's culturally Biden finds himself on the wrong side now of everything. And they've also shown that it's a huge priority for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, it's one of those situations where, like, the more they insist that they, that this is ter- a terrible situation, the more it seems like 
you know, we absolutely need a law like this because it's like the more that they insist that they need to be teaching this in kindergarten classrooms, the more you question like what is actually wrong with these right. people that they need to talk about this to little kids constantly. Why is it so bad that you can't teach it as a part of your curriculum to your kindergartners? I mean, I don't know. When I was a kid, I had no idea if my before fourth grade like I had no idea if my teachers were married or not married or who they'd right. be married to or anything else it just seems like insanity to me that you need to talk about it well but, and it, more and more like the people who are going on tv and who are saying like what do you mean I have to talk to my first grade classroom about that like the more it makes you question if they need an ankle bracelet <laughs> well yeah and and this is now, here's the chief um, diversity and inclusion manager. The moment you have a position called that, you've got a problem. Vivian Ware talking about how things have changed at the theme park. Last summer, we, we removed all of the um, gendered greetings in relationship to our life skills. So we no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, we, we've trained, we, we've provided training for all of our, our cast members in, in relationship to that. So now they know it's, it's hello everyone or hello friends. We, we are in the process hello of changing friends. over those, those recorded messages. And so many of you are probably familiar when we brought the fireworks back to the Magic Kingdom. We no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we say dreamers of all ages. And so I love the fact that it's opened up the creativity, the opportunity for our cast members to look at that. We, we have our cast members working with merchandise, working with food and beverage, working with, with all of our guest facing areas where perhaps, you know, we, we want to create that magical moment with our cast members, with our guests. And we don't want to just assume because someone might be um, in, in our interpretation, maybe presenting as female, that they may not want to be called princess. So let's think differently about how do we really engage with our guests in a meaningful and inclusive way that makes it magical and memorable for everyone. Oh. And it's a more woke crap. All these same words. All the same words. And I think people are running away from this crap saying, what is this? All, you're all speaking the same language. And the Biden administration speaks this language. And the Joint Chiefs speak this language. And Blinken speaks this language. And certainly Buttigieg speaks this language. And the Indian lady who's the Department of the Interior speaks this language. And Saki speaks this language. And it's woke, absolute, everything woke goes to bleep. And I, I mean, it's terrible. And also, like, here's here's the lady on TikTok that we wrote, we shared as well. This is a teacher in Florida. I just want to go ahead and state that I would rather lose my job than out one of my students to their families. Um, being a safe person in a safe place for kids that don't have that at home is one of the best parts of being a teacher. Um, so, yeah, I'm not doing it. I don't know. Fire me. Sue me. Take me to jail. I'm not doing it. I don't know how you can, in a more quick fashion, scare people over to voting this guy off out of office. I mean, I don't know yeah. how you could personally offend mothers more effectively than that. Uh-oh. What are you looking? Is he down there? Uh, he's under the seats in the airport, yes. That's acceptable <laughs> there. People sleep on those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just worried he's trying to escape the area altogether, and I'll look up in a minute, and he'll be gone completely. He did try and run away from me in the airport yesterday, or not yesterday, whatever day that was. He got mad at me because I wasn't letting him do something, and he zoomed off into the distance I had to chase him. 
Yeah. Which I don't understand. It's like, you don't have any money. You don't know anyone. Like, what's mm. your big plan once you get away from Let it? him go. Let's see what happens. <laughs> he's confined. I mean, he's not going to get in a cab or anything, right? Maybe we'll get on a flight for... Oh, the woman, lady behind you is fully masked with an odd Jesse James mask. Look at her over your left shoulder in the stro with the stroller. I can't see. No, you just need to move your head. Turn your head over your left shoulder. <laughs> okay, it's not meant to happen. That's fine. It's fine. I don't get it. It's okay. Forget it. <sighs> oh, that dude is shady. Look at that dude behind you over your left shoulder. Show you us enjoying? him. He's watching you. Look at him. Turn up camera so we can see him. Where's my kid? Anton. All right, she's trying to get the child. But like, how many how many more times do you have to tell people? How many more times are you going to tell mothers that you're going to cut them out of the decision making process if your Around child their kids medical decisions? Right. right, because you can't be trusted. Because in and by the way, Alice, where is this? Where is this happening? Where, where is this happening? Where Americans what? are? Okay. Where is this happening that where Americans are going around killing trans and gay people for sport? So so much so that we need to change all the language of everything to keep people more safe. It should be connected. Do you need to take a break, Alice? No, it's okay. Sorry. Okay. Oh, I asked a question, but I assume you're not, uh, you're not uh, hearing it. Sorry. Phil, Tom. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna film for a while. All right, so I'm. I'm no, okay. you don't have to film now. It's too late. You were supposed to film then when I was. I was filling, but I filled with a question. But it was. Uh... Yeah, but sometimes when I, which one of us has a few demands on their attention at the moment? Can I just ask you which one you think has a little bit going on and is in a little bit of a more complicated you situation? Should be, you're at the at the airport. You should have a beer. Oh no. Oh no! What are you flying totally sober? Crazy! <laughs> I am. That's no oh, way to travel. The lines in here are out of control. It's outrageous. We were in the line for Chick Fil A for like Ooh. thirty-five minutes. <clears throat> My goodness! Yeah. Anson had a shake, which was the only thing he he ate about one chicken nugget and then drank an entire sugary shake. Oh, and he was interested in the brownie too, but not so much the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can see that. So, um, by the way, your buddy Madison Cawthorn has uh, been taken to task, <clears throat> brought to bear at uh, McCarthy's, Andrew McCarthy's, not Andrew McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy's office for all his cocaine talk. Thoughts? <laughs> um, so has he said anything? Has he come no. out with some statement or anything? Because I saw the pictures of him like leaving the office all cowed by them, but I haven't heard like... Did he have to apologize? Is he going to have to, like, not go on podcasts anymore? I mean, like, I don't know. What can they do to him? I guess they could take him off committees. But, like, what? They're really going to do that because he went on a podcast and said people in D.C. do cocaine? Like, what? Yeah, I, I mean, guess. I, I, don't, I don't get, like, why. <laughs> what are they going to do? Yeah, it's a great question. It's a great question. I, I, I don't know. But according to you, it helps his bona fides to be... 
to be. Right. I mean, especially if you're like him or like AOC or Marjorie Taylor Greene or any of these people that's like a performance artist congressperson, mm-hmm. it's almost like more like, do you really want to be on committees? That seems like no. more work. Yeah. You know, don't, like, you, don't have to, you don't have to read stuff. <laughs> you just want to like get to go to um, get to be on podcasts and go to Trump rallies and give speeches and whatever, you know. Like, oh, you know what else? What? The great American, um, the great American institution that is Disney. Leslie at La Dowd on Twitter has a great, <laughs> great point, and actually, I may take her policy position on this. She says, "I feel a little, little guilty. I'm mostly rooting for Disney's downfall because of what they did to Star Wars, which I know is not mm-hmm. the biggest issue here, but that's where my outrage still sits." I'm right there with her. I'm right there with you. I, I with her. Obviously, um, <clears throat> Lucas should be uh, incarcerated. But also, yeah, all this crap that comes out of Disney now. They I suck. mean, but that was true back in the 90s, too, that Lucas should be incarcerated. I mean, probably even at the time of the holiday special, probably ah, well, should have been. <laughs> yeah, although, well, yeah, that was, I can't even believe that really happened. And <laughs> most of us had put it out of our mind until the internet came along. But, I mean, it, the moment Jar Jar Binks showed up, there should have been uh, authorities t- apprehending him. <laughs> Frig, were they thinking? Hell, were they thinking? What a time. But I can't help but think, too, um, that the same stuff is going to happen to some of these older Disney properties that happened to Dr. Seuss, right? Mm. Uh, I mean, they already have them locked up on Disney+. Plus. Like, if you have the if you have your kids on, like, the kids' content account on Disney+, Plus, right? You have to set everybody to being an adult and seeing, like, all the content that's available or they lock you out of, like, all the old Disney movies because they're like, oh, like, Peter Pan portrays Indians badly and, like, such and such portrays people smoking and, like, what else? I forgot. But, oh, the Siamese cats and Lady and the Tramp. There's a warning on Lady and the Tramp because there's a negative portrayal of Siamese cats. Like... I mean, they're all like they all have warnings on them. And, and you know, I, I can't help but think that we're going to be at a point pretty soon where they're going to say, like, we're no longer going to stream or put these out here the same way they did that the Dr. Seuss estate did with the Dr. Seuss books. Right. I think if there's any old Disney movies that you really love and want to still be able to see, I would buy them on a hard copy like a DVD sooner rather than yeah, later. No kidding. No kidding. By the way, uh, Cawthorn update. Um, Mm -hmm. McCarthy says he told Madison Cawthorn during a meeting today that the freshman has lost his trust and he needs to take steps to turn his life around or else there could be consequences. Also says Cawthorn admitted his his orgy and cocaine allegations were exaggerated untrue. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Sounds to me like McCarthy was inviting him to something (laughs) recently. Uh Uh-oh. Betrayed his trust. Uh, I mean, right. Isn't that one way you could read that? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that there's uh I, I I I choose to believe that they were indeed true. And his uh the way he talks about a bump of a key or whatever that is uh comes a abs- key bump. Key bump. A key, is a key bump comes totally yeah. from uh from experience. I will always choose to believe this. Hey, did you hear this um did you hear Jim Carrey on Will Smith? <coughs> Uh, no, but I heard about it. Go ahead Carrie and play Carrie Salty. It. I was sickened. I was sickened by the standing ovation. I felt like Hollywood is just spineless. 
en masse. And uh, it just, it really felt like, oh, this is a really clear indication that uh, we're not the cool club anymore. There was some question today about if anyone else had walked from the audience and done that, they would have been escorted out by security or maybe even arrested. The police asked, asked Chris if he wanted been. to file charges. Nice. They asked Chris, do you want to file charges? And Chris apparently said, no, he did not. He just want the hassle. I, I'd have, I'd have uh, for announced this morning that I was suing Will for $200 million because that video is going to be there forever. It's going to be ubiquitous. You know, that insult is going to last a very long time. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything against Will Smith. He's done great mm -hmm. things. But that was have not a good moment. It cast a, a pall over everybody's shining moment. It is a weird thing when in psychotic Hollywood, Jim Carrey sounds absolutely rational. Right, because he's one of the most like whack job ones too. Yeah, isn't he? Well, yeah, these days. He's so there you enough. go. But I think I think a lot of the comedy people, especially, are um, you know especially sensitive about it because the, you know a lot of them have. I don't know if Jim Carrey has specifically, but like a lot of comedians have come from doing stand up where they have said negative things about people in the audience, and oh, they yeah. want to believe that it's like not considered socially okay for members of the audience to go up on stage and hit them. Like, yeah, I think that most people who are involved in comedy want to believe that like they're safe to make jokes that are that you know could be offensive without the risk of physical injury yeah that's got to be where it you know because it's an industry that it doesn't it's an industry that doesn't get very far if you if you uh if you're at risk of getting beat up when you go on stage <clears throat> so let me just tell i just want to play a little bit of something that we talked about today we tell, you know, you and I have been talking about how this wokeness has, has entered all these institutions, including the White House, including, of course, Disney. But listen to this, what what's supposed to be a news wrap from NBC Connecticut today. This is supposed to be kind of hard news, but um, uh, about Yale Public Health. But you tell me. People in the medical field do a lot to serve their communities, right? Well, now there's an opportunity for students at Yale School of Public Health to do even more. And it comes down to social justice. It's through a new program called Activist in Residence. This program brings an activist to campus who is tackling social justice issues. These are photos of Angelo Pinto, the first activist to take part. He's an attorney and political strategist and founded the social justice organization Until Freedom which is devoted to police accountability and criminal justice reform. The new Yale program launched in February, and for a year, Pinto will be working with students, faculty, and staff on issues related to public health activism. The nice gig. Nice gig. Imagine what, I can imagine what he's shaking them down for. And they're all for it. They're talking about the racist outcomes, disparities, etc. Mm -hmm. And this is the public health uh, institution. You'd figure that maybe we could stick to public health, but no, it's in everything. Everything. It's like I can't believe it. It reminds me of the. It reminds me of the eighties when people started talking like Valley Girls in the early eighties, like gag me with a spoon, and it was dumb, but everybody was like doing it. It was it was a thing. It, now we're all speaking this language. We're all true believers speaking this weird tongue. All believers in uniform uh, about about all these disparities, inequities, systems, stakeholders. Like, Jesus Christ! What the hell? Well, yeah, and I think that's what's so insidious about it and, like, why – I mean, I, I 
agree with the DeSantis law, but I also think that its impact is going to be limited because I think the problem is that, you know, when everybody's speaking this new language and essentially adherence to this new religion, right, that that they don't even like know that they're doing it. Like, you know, a fish doesn't know that it's in water. It just lives that way. Like, that's mm-hmm. just how they see the world. But it absolutely has to be called out. I mean, I think that in the long term, the the best approach is going to be to hit this on like religious freedom grounds, because, you know, there's precedence about like prayer in schools and about teachers teaching, you know, religion to kids in school. Right. So I think it's going to have to be under that, um, the auspices of those same laws and those same judicial precedents that that teachers can't teach us stuff because that's like where it's coming from like you know that obviously the same way they talk about like oh well can't a student talk in class about if he has two dads well sure like there's kids in school that go to church on sunday too and they can say to other kids that they go to church on sunday nobody's going to make that illegal but you know the problem is when the teacher starts teaching the kids that Jesus saved them in the school, then then you run into like these religious freedom problems, right? That's the issue. And they and they need to treat this stuff, this like CRT stuff and everything the same way. Because because it absolutely it's a metaphysical belief system that that not everybody believes in. So if people want to no. believe in it, like it's a free country, go for it. But don't teach it to my kids. And you know, and and I think that that there's an issue I I think it's a reason why we need school choice too, because I think there's an issue where like, there's a bunch of people in the country whose like beliefs just aren't compatible with a bunch of other people's beliefs. Like we just can't like, you know, if you're a person who wants that taught in schools and like, and your neighbor down the street doesn't want it taught in schools, like maybe you need to just have separate schools and be able to decide which one you send your kids to, because I think that there, that there's not going to be like a lot of agreement on that front. So I think we need more like different types of schools. I think we need more charter schools. It's not going to work to just send everybody to different States, you know, like we can't quite be that separated, even though I know some people would like to go there, but you know, it, it has to reach a point where, where, people can agree to disagree or the country's headed to an ugly place because I think there are some people that don't want to figure out how to agree to disagree. Well, and the thing is, is that you can track this crap. It's ridiculously obvious that this stuff was, was a weird academic theory that has been just adopted and used as a vehicle to make a bunch of elite people rich, both white and black. I mean, right. Robin D'Angelo is now making a living out of talking about how terribly racist we all are, and it's in us no matter what, and it, and it manifests itself in new and different ways. So she sits around and says, it's like a marketing person. She sits around and says, all right, how do I they make rock music racist? Okay, how do I make clubs racist? Okay, how do I make dancing racist? How do I make not dancing racist? How do I make, you know, the admission, the price of admission racist? And you can, once you get good at it, do it long enough, you develop a muscle, and you can really make right. everything racist. Of course you can. You can make anything racist. You can make anything sizist. You can make anything sexist. Like, everything is possible when when you exist in that worldview, and that's your hobby, or in the case of some people, their job to come up with ways things are racist and teach us about them, right? Yeah, but what a way to live. Like, in, the problem is there's a market out there because a bunch of people, especially – uh, especially white middle class women, but not just. Yeah. Well, I think for you know Robin D'Angelo or for Monica 
Monica Cannon Grant, I think it is a pretty good way to live, to be honest with you. I think they're oh, well, doing okay. No, that those people I I I respect because they're grifters. So that I respect because they're just they're just uh, con men, con women. You, you know? don't respect the people paying them. No, I don't respect the people paying them whatsoever. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. So this is from a person who's who uh, who you know from your hometown who was in your class. This is a, a woman. She said, I haven't been able to put my finger on the sly racism hiding in all the outrage. So for now, I'll just leave this here. To which she posted somebody's tweet that says, Okay, Will Smith hit Chris Rock at the Oscars. How do I tie some part of this to my personal trauma so the conversation can instead be about me, a white woman, so that I can comfortably resume my place as protagonist? Which is, of course, a way for your friend to show, to declare, to shout her complicity in our racist society. And she gets points. It's not as good as being a victim of something, but she gets points for saying, you see, white women's tears. See, once again, we're going to make it all about us and this gets people killed. See? Of course it is. Of course it is. It's. I mean, they're the ones who coined the phrase performative allyship, right? But that's exactly... And, and I've seen she's not the only one either. There's a yeah. whole bunch of people on Twitter making this claim, also saying, you know, that... If you're white, you shouldn't weigh in about it, even though it's the thing that literally everybody in the country is talking about. Everybody's going to continue to talk about it. They're not going to go away. But, you know, there are a whole bunch of people who who think that, you know, white people shouldn't be allowed to talk about Will Smith as though he's not one of the most famous people in the country. Yeah. So that's life. You got anything else? Homie, why don't you go? go Oh, I found the tweets I was looking for. Go to the Uh, bar room, kid. Oh, I don't know. It's a little daunting. <clears throat> but we'll see, maybe. We'll you, see. I have time here still. So You said you'd look we'll at this tweet you want to get to? Oh no, it's okay. I'll go I'll go back. It's like not loading anyway. My okay. internet's a little bit spotty, but that's okay. Hold anyway, on. Hold on. I have hold on what? I, oh, I can hear it a okay. little bit. Okay, so in about two hours, I'll be boarding a flight back uh, to see you again in the Boston area. But until then... It's a direct uh, flight this time? (laughs) Well, we are stopping in Nashville briefly, but we don't have to get off the plane. (laughs) Awful. That's so you, though. That's excellent. I used to work in Nashville. I did say to you last night, like, maybe there's a reason why, like, some flights are cheaper. (laughs) Yeah, the 30-leg trip, for some reason, is discounted. Well, we'll see you soon. Have fun. All right. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
The best way to give someone a gift they'll never forget is to give a gift they'll always use. American Giant makes clothes that just keep getting better with age, like their iconic full-zip hoodie that's designed to last for decades. And a gift they'll wear for years is a gift that keeps on giving. But American Giant makes a lot more than just hoodies. They have impossibly comfy sweaters, classic tees, soft structured sweatpants, even classic everyday denim. All made right here in the USA, with a quality you'll have to feel to believe. Be a gift-giving giant this holiday season at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code GRATEFULAG23. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code GRATEFULAG23. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. On Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.